0: All right, well, welcome to this DIN's podcast, and the topic today is the value of design. I'm here with Duncan Shand. Hey, Noel. Um, so for those of you who don't know me, my name's Noel. I'm running a studio called Like Minds in the co of the Value of Design Award at this year's Best Awards. So i um, really excited to be here today talking about the value of design and just what that means and what that means to us as judges. So I'll hand you over to Duncan to introduce himself.
1: Yeah, cool. Thanks, Noel. It's great to be here today. You're really the boss convener, aren't you? I'm just here as support. I run Young, Sh- more of a, an advertising agency rather than a studio. So I, I guess my role in the Value of Design judging panel is more looking at things from, a, I guess, an overall business point of view and just kind of making sure that the value is driving those business outcomes, because that's kind of what the uh, Value of Design Award is all really about, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's a really important point that the Value of Design Award exists to bring the business community more into the design community and really get them to, to celebrate the power of what design can do. So, yeah, I think that's a key component that we judge on, that there is that crossover happening. Um, a kind of interesting story, I think we had a lot of fun judging together last year, but Duncan and I have known each other for a, for a wee while. I was lucky enough to work for Duncan straight out of university as a, as a young marketing grad, so nice to be connecting again professionally uh, in the DINs world.
1: Yeah, don't remind me how long ago that was, no.
0: <laughs> so um, I think, interestingly, there's a phrase that we have in the awards themselves, which is the Value of Design Award is about championing the power of good design to create significant or massive impact. I mean, from your perspective, let's talk a little bit about how, how you see design driving value and, and how I see design driving value, because obviously, it's a broad tool when you consider how we're looking at it from a value of design perspective.
1: Yeah. Uh, absolutely and i think I think that's the interesting thing about this particular award is you know it is there to showcase the value of design and what design can do and I think a lot of people think design is just around identity or graphic design and of course that's a big part of the whole design process building brands and kind of really clearly articulating them but it's It's about so much more, obviously. It's culture, it's behaviour change, it's product design and it's experience design is, uh, you know, the kind of the hot area right now. And especially in a COVID world, you know, online experience is more important than ever, I guess.
0: Yeah. Specifically, we are looking at impact when we're judging these awards. And that's the heartening thing about where it's been over the last few years is the the value has been driven in broad spaces. I mean, I'm not going to name names now, but, you know, last year we saw product launches driven by design. We saw innovation cultures driven by design. We saw manufacturing breakthrough and efficiencies driven by design. And we saw some, some wonderful creative thinking brought to life via design. So the ability to make impact and to make it tangible, to make something unseen, visible is really exciting, I think, in judging the category. And I suppose that's really how we see our role is to welcome the business community in and to celebrate those that are using design in its broadest and most enduring sense to drive value. And you know, I suppose you must run into this in your engagement with, with clients, but design's quite magic in that it helps people see the future. You know, it helps people imagine what could be and what's next and what they should invest in. And I suppose that's really appropriate now, given we're all having to pivot in this uncertain environment, right? It's a uh, design's probably more powerful than ever in imagining new
1: futures in the face mm. of significant change. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that point of understanding the future and getting clients to understand what is possible. And I think that imagination or that curiosity and that ability to kind of draw that out and make that intangible feel more real is probably a huge factor in getting people to shift and understand why they need to make change and why they need to invest in a a more design-led process.
0: What sort of stuff do you run into in your kind of world around people understanding that? You know, often we've we've talked about it in preparing for this interview that clients often see it as the end of the process. What sort of things have you run into or how do you kind of get around that when you're trying to get your clients to think of it bigger about what could be?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's that tricky beginning of a process that's really important to kind of get right. I think clients often have a vision of the end of the process. And that's kind of often the brief, we want to make this or we want to redesign that. And it's trying to keep that conversation as open as you can for as long as you can, and getting the agreement to explore their business or their world a little bit first, to make sure that you are actually spending the time on the right thing you know i think that's really important i think the more you can do that and the more you can keep that conversation open explore broader alternatives the more likely you are to kind of find something you know to find that step change or to find something that is different versus just a variation or an iteration or a small incremental design solution it's getting that ability to kind of do that strategic, future-focused, curious kind of mindset work at the beginning that's really important.
0: Yeah, so we had this debate last year around the table that design's ability to architect the steps to a vision is is really powerful. and. So it makes sense that then getting a a really powerful future focused vision at the start of a project to then architect those steps to get agreement on that really makes the road a lot clearer. And I think last year, I mean, we talked a bit around the the judging table about both Les Mills International and Allbirds being wonderful examples of significant future focused vision, whether it be a global fitness system whether it be rethinking the design of a shoe to be, from day dot, much more environmentally aware through the supply chain. I think those visions were very well architected by design skill and led to the power of those two entries last year, didn't
1: they? Yeah, absolutely. In the case of Allbirds, it's a very integrated solution. It's not just a shoe, is it? It's the whole methodology or the whole a philosophical approach. It's that true sustainable drive, right from sourcing the wool from the farm for the shoe and, and doing everything in a very environmental way, which is really impressive.
0: Yeah, we often say in, in the industry, design's a good idea, but that notion of an end state and a way and a creative thought, a strategic thought that can govern that clarity is is really important. And I think it's kind of a flip side division, isn't it? It's nice to know what the end looks like, but it's even better to have a guardrail or a custodian or an inspirer on the way through around a creative concept. So I think when we're judging, we're often looking for that direct translation of a vision to an organising yeah. thought, to empiric results that show that that's working, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think once you've got that clear vision and you've got a the articulation of a brand, and you've got kind of got principles and those guide rails, then the executional elements become so much easier, whether you're moving into communications or product design or online experience, you kind of know where you're going and what you're doing. You've got to set it up with that vision at the beginning of the process.
0: Yeah, and I suppose the interesting thing when you get into culture, it's a cute phrase, but the line between cult and culture is quite fine sometimes. And if you overly design culture obviously it doesn't work because it's an authentic thing but equally in the case last year springboarding from the guys at z energy but they definitely use some design skill sets or processes to help foster a culture of innovation across their whole business rather than it being a job of a few they really i think were a good example of using it to try and inspire a whole organization to think about the future so i suppose You know, I think it'll be really great to see more cultural design kind of stories of success come through to the the team each year at at the Value of Design Award, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the culture kind of moves into behavior change. Um, So, you know, this isn't necessarily just about products and graphic design and, you know, everything else. But how do we actually move people from one set of beliefs to be able to do other things as well? So, you know, I think that idea of culture, that could be an internal culture, it could be the wider culture. It just depends on how big you want the framework to be, doesn't it?
0: Let's talk about advertising not too specifically but you know we've had a few more comsy type projects come through across our table as judges and you know there's a lot of debate about that last year but I think any kind of cause and effect method and result as long as it generates true progress true impact that you can prove i think you know we have to really consider that and i think there's been some wonderful examples of models more in that traditional comms space and product launch space that you know you couldn't argue they haven't changed a category significantly recently and it's a really valid way to generate value via design it's not yeah. a fashionable version of design to some in, in our industry but i think it's our job and this award to be more open-minded in that
1: Well, I think there's a blurring between advertising and almost brand and purpose a lot these days. I think, you know, if you've got a really strong vision, that might almost be a part of that might be a really strong purpose in terms of how you want to approach the world or the impact you want to make on the world. I mean, that comes through very strongly in a brand like Allbirds, right? In terms of their philosophical approach. And so I think that comes through in the comms work that they do, for instance, as well. People get it. And that's a good thing. I think maybe a couple of the examples you're thinking of, Noel, is where it's more of a flippant piece of advertising or a little bit of a gimmick to do something interesting rather than being true to that brand and authentic and really grounded in that brand's values and beliefs and vision about what they do.
0: Beautiful segue into, I think, one of our other key criteria in judging the award is enduring creation of value over time Generally, yeah. multiple years. You I know, mean, we don't often award one-off kind of one-year, one-cycle wonders. You tend to, if you look back over the years at what's been awarded in the Value of Design or the Best Effect Award in its previous incarnation, it's always been. You know, it takes time to do this well because it is often big things, culture changes, significant kind of business pivots. So. I think that's a really key criteria, isn't it? It's an enduring commitment to doing things deliberately this way in a design fashion to you know, keep your eyes on the prize and stay committed to, to that result.
1: And I think that certainly at the purple pin level, you have to show that enduring commitment to a, a real design-led approach. I don't think we should discourage people from entering a one-off amazing value of design story. It just might not get to that purple pin level, right?
0: yeah well, yeah, I mean exactly yeah, and as as you kind of hinted that, we I often say to people, if you can't explain why you should want it in like a sentence, you know the impact's probably not clear enough because if you haven't got that headline metric, it's very hard to prove value. so you, you absolutely could do that in a in a one-off type project, but you know by nature, design at its best is enduring. So that's kind of what we're looking to encourage. And I suppose, you know, I think there's some really wonderful examples in New Zealand. And from a design community perspective, we've been very lucky over the years that I'm definitely this is not a sponsored post. But you know, the work that the government have done with NZTNE to encourage us to be better by design and, and all of the investment they've put into raising our level of design consciousness and, and design skill. A lot of coaches and a lot of people out in the industry there have been trying to up our understanding of design as, as a country and as a collection of businesses. And I, you know, I think we see that coming through with a lot of these clients. I know a lot of them have been through those processes. So I think we kind of get that. That is a more systemic skill set to use.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you look at some of the purple pin winners in the past. I mean, just last year, Fisher & Paykel Healthcare, I mean, It was an amazing business before all of this COVID hit, um, and it's just moving ahead in leaps and bounds. Air New Zealand's a purple pin winner, and they've been an amazing airline for years. I mean, obviously, they're struggling at the moment, but that's through no fault of their own. There's plenty of examples of amazing work by those companies that really have made the investment. Yeah, it's just drawing the bow between the the work they do and and the financial results that they get because of it.
0: I'd kind of like to talk a little bit about our hope for this year. We, obviously, it's the, the awards of the entries have closed, and we haven't seen anything yet, but we will soon, no doubt. What would you hope to see this year in some of the entries or next year in the entries in terms of broader award? I mean, we talked a little bit about the responsibility of design as a, a key change maker to rethink how we do things. I mean, I'd love to see more circular design thinking, more more yep. holistic kind of thinking comes through. I don't know if you're running into that a lot in some of your client engagements.
1: Yeah, I'm on the same same wagon with that one. I mean, I th- I think businesses that have a really strong purpose about what they do, they're committed to making an impact, not just to their bottom line but for their team for their staff for their the broader community for the environment you know that whole systems thinking I think is is really important and I think consumers are really looking for that now and I think the more businesses and more brands especially from New Zealand that get on that path the better that's definitely something that we should be hoping to see
0: Yeah, and I think from a leadership point of view, there's a a bunch of people out there that are doing that, that are rethinking how industries connect and how different elements of business of supply chain and of, in a lot of ways, collaboration across industries can work. So, you know, I think value doesn't just have to be top line value. It can be business efficiency or adjacencies that make things work better holistically, i.e. the environment or the use of resources. I think that's a a massive opportunity for design thinking and it's true sense to be a bit of a game changer in how we use resources because I think one of the key tenets of circular design is this wonderful simple principle of thinking about waste as a resource Mm. and doing so, you know, creating a lot of value that would have otherwise been wasted and I'd really love to see some of those stories come through in the value of design, you know, because it's a, a massive impact kind of changer if we can start thinking like that as a nation.
1: Totally. I mean, we're both sitting here at home doing this recording remotely without having to drive into the office. So I think it's moments like these when you realise the impact that general activity has on the, on our pollution and on the environment and everything else. So more of that smart thinking is good for everyone.
0: Yeah. No, that's great. Well, look, we'll keep our chat short and sweet. We've just about hit the 20 minute mark. So I think that was our target, Duncan. So um, I'd like to thank Dins for the opportunity to have a bit of a chat about the Value of Design Award on this on this podcast. And, you know, really excited to to the ju- look forward to the judging in se- September with you, Duncan. And um, yeah, excited to see what this year's crop of award entries bring for us.
1: Yeah, hopefully we see some some great examples of New Zealand businesses making a real impact. That's what we want.
0: Yeah, we sure do. We'll sign off there. And as I say, thanks to Cathy and the team at Dun's for the opportunity. Sounds good. Thanks, Noel. Thanks, Duncan. See you soon.